Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much and i hope everyone is ready for shit to get real because yeah. it's on the death busters are are in full swing as we dive into episode 119 of Sailor Moon, The Messiah of Silence Awakens, Stars of Destiny, which also, I think, just a, just a teaser for the rest of the episode, also has what I think is maybe my favorite diamond since the sexy race car. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but we have a wonderful show for everyone today. And joining us to talk about this episode is uh, a friend of ours we have uh, read her correspondence on the podcast before and now we are pleased as punch to have her on the show emily carter is here emily hello how are you hey so good to be here so emily uh our listeners may remember you as the person who wrote in to tell us about sort of ami's school life and and the the pressures that go along with that and feeling like a robot it was a really great email uh, and I posted it on uh, Patreon. I don't think it's it's behind the paywall or anything. If anyone uh, out there listening wants to go check that out, it's at patreon.com slash sailor business. But thank you for writing in with that. And thank you so much for coming on the show as well. Uh, I guess our, our normal first question is, what is your history with Sailor Moon? <laughs> um, I have a very kind of long history with Sailor Moon. When I was probably like, you know, very young, I lived in Japan for a bit. And I had like a lot of like merch from it, but I don't actually remember. Um, I must have watched the show because I, you know, I remember making uh, costumes and like, you know, trying to sew sequins onto skirts and things like that. Um, but I don't actually remember watching any of it, but I know that I must have liked uh, the show somehow. Uh, but really it came um, uh, when I was uh, in eighth grade and uh in school, in our Japanese class, the first lesson that happened, the teacher put on Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, and the entire class was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever it was about it, every single um, girl in that class was like instantly transfixed. And then for the entire rest of uh, the year, uh, whenever we would like, uh, you know, get our work done, we would get to watch an episode mm -hmm. and there were people in that class who would like go around to every single girl and it's like, have you done your work? Have you studied for the test? Because we are watching that next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we all became really um, into kind of by like the live action version, <laughs> which then kind of spread into, you know, people were like illicitly sharing like, oh, I've got like one episode of, oh, I've got this like one image from this like one site. And it's like, there's like, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. That's great. Uh, that's awesome. Like I am, th there is a part of me that is really looking forward to finishing the anime so that we can move on to Pretty Guardian 
and watch Pretty Guardian and talk about it for 50 oh, episodes or it however is long it lasts. so good. I mean, not good in the, like, Breaking Bad sense of good, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. You just, you have to see it. And it is legitimately, there are some really legitimately good parts to it. But <laughs> just Google, you know, PGSM monsters and just... See, like Google image search that, you know, I think that kind of tells you all you need to know about the show. Uh, I think Jordan is going to love Luna on that show. The terrible puppet? Well, spoiler alert, about halfway through, the terrible puppet becomes a terrible six-year-old. What? Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew that one. <laughs> I did not know that. Guardian is the one that I know more about. <laughs> And she goes and attacks people and she bops them on the head with a fan. Oh, it's going to be so good, Jordan. It's going to be so good. Oh, my God. Uh, So, Emily, you said you made, like, when you were, like, really young, you remember making costumes? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very bad ones, you know. Uh, Just, like, getting, like, colored skirts and, uh, you know, hijacking part of, like, because I uh, was a figure skater. It's like hijacking my figure skating costumes and like stuff like that. Because I don't really, all I know is that like kind of when I was older and going back and like looking at these things, which is most of them were uh, pieces of, uh, you know, colored cardboard taped onto um, and taped like, you know, uh, onto like, you know, Lycra figure skating costumes to kind of try and, you know, um, get them into the colors um, of like the <laughs> century uniforms. It was, if you needed evidence that I'm not destined to be a costume designer, that was probably one of them. <laughs> because some, sometimes they were cut out. Sometimes they were just pieces of like rectangles taped onto, you know. That's great. Well, uh, we, we know that you have a little bit of affection for Sailor Mercury. So was she yes. the one that you remember? dressing up as was she always your favorite sailor mercury um is kind of she was never my favorite because she was like too much like me if you know what i mean so i'm like um so my my inner favorites were always ray and uh mina something about minako and just her like oh i'm so everything's amazing it's totally great totally perfect everything's cool you know i kind of just like like that um about her uh also you know she just has like the best hair so (laughs) (laughs) So you like the ones with like just the long, just the long hair going on. Yes! No dongos, well, no short, cool cuts. Oh, especially when you're like 10 and you're just like fantasizing like, oh, I could just have like flowy hair that like romantically flaps in the breeze, you know, and then you don't think about like, oh, wait, no, I just have to brush that for 17 hours a day. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, be- we don't know how they do it. Yeah. Although my absolute favorite, uh, uh, if we're counting the outers, is definitely Neptune, like without a doubt. <laughs> Nice. I uh, I googled uh, PGSM Luna, and I'm seeing lots of pictures of this little girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so do they just replace Chibi with Luna? Um. Well, she becomes Sailor Luna. But like, do they also have Chibi? Is what I'm saying. No. It's so, only so. well, she kind of takes the place. Like they only do like the first arc. They never go past. You know, they never get to the point where they introduce Chibi. So she kind of takes a place of Chibi, kind of. Although she is like Luna, like bosses everyone around and makes them do like weird training exercises. So it's just like a six-year-old now, you know, making, uh, you know, bossing everyone around and like telling them what to do. So Emily, uh, you came to it first through the live action show, which is awesome because I don't think we've ever talked to anybody whose first Sailor Moon was Pretty Guardian. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Did you go through 
and, and like track down the anime? Did you read the manga? Like, how, how far did you stick with it? Um, I stick with it pretty far. I've like watched most of the musicals. I've watched all of the anime uh, a couple times, and I've read uh, the manga and have you know ridiculous amounts of very random Sailor Moon merchandise. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. Probably the best um, Sailor Moon thing that I got to do is I actually got to go in person to see one of the new musicals. Oh. Which was pretty amazing. <laughs> um, it, of course, you know, like my Japanese is very bad. <laughs> um, but it was still just kind of, yeah, just really fun. <laughs> which musical was it? The third new one, La Reconquista. La Reconquista? Yes. I'm not a French speaker. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> yeah which is really it was so much fun <laughs> that's awesome uh so were you so you were always a fan there was was there never a time where you you drifted away from sailor moon and then were welcomed back into her loving embrace <laughs> definitely um like a school went on uh you know you were like like especially like you know year 11 12 and like year 10 when you're like more focused on school didn't have enough time for it but um as soon as basically um after school, yeah, <laughs> I kind of dived uh, deep back into the anime. Well, that's awesome. Well, we are super glad to have you uh, for these two episodes, because like <laughs> I said, this is where things are yeah. really starting to get real. Now, did did you pick these? No, I didn't. But honestly, 98% of the episodes in S, I'm down for. <laughs> it's my favorite season <laughs> by far. I like it. I am enjoying S quite a bit. It is it is a balm after, uh, after R, <laughs> let me tell you. Poor R. Emily, we're going to ask you a couple questions. We already asked you about favorite scouts. Uh, I We do need to know what you think of <laughs> Memoru. Um, I, I like his story purpose. I, I, I appreciate that he's there as like the, you know, the feminine uh, damsel in distress figure. I like that. But, you know, he's really boring. <laughs> he <laughs> doesn't have a personality, which I get, you know, it's like Sailor Moon has all the personality for the both of them. But <laughs> yeah. She's got enough to go around. <laughs> That's Jordan. That, you, you as a as a memory fan to the point that you're at, you can't just go yeah on that one. You can be like, yeah, I agree. He has no personality. Um, There's no way Usagi could date anyone else. Like he's the perfect person for Usagi because Usagi is like you know up to a hundred every single day. You know, so he, she needs someone boring. <laughs> but yeah, he's really laid back. Um, he's you know. He feels things deeply, but he's and, kind of you know, quiet. As we saw, saw in this episode, you know, he has very useful roles in, like, you know, fairing Chibi around. Like, that's a good person. You know, that's a good skill to have. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a loving dad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you don't sound like you buy it. Uh, well, look, you know whose side I'm on. In terms of uh, miracle romances on this show. So there, there's been a bit of a split in our audience. There are people who agree with me uh, about the true miracle romance that is uh, Ami and Makoto. Uh, and there are people who think that I'm wrong and they're actually the ones who are wrong. So, Emily, what do you think? Well, because I came from the live action, that leans really heavily on like the Ray Monaco uh, romance. And after seeing them incredibly heavily hint at that for like the entire series it's kind of hard for me to go and see like the occasional hints at, um, as anything more because i'm just like so i mean it's not not there but it's also not there 
Sorry. <laughs> That's great. Uh, now, I, I have heard, I haven't seen him enough of it to know, but I, I've heard that the, the, the PGSM has a heavy Ami Usagi subtext going yeah, on. Yeah, not, um, but it's not like reciprocal, I think. <laughs> okay. So Ami's in love with her, with Usagi? Yes. Well, who wouldn't be? She's great. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, Emily, that's awesome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, before we get into the episode, though, I think we've got a little bit of sailor business business to take care of. Okay. Uh, yes, we do. Let's hear it. Uh, well, hey, um, Emily, you're in Australia. Uh-huh. Which I said with a very thick southern accent. I don't think it could have <laughs> been any thicker. You're in Australia? Which is a good thing to bring up, because if you are an international uh, Patreon backer at the $15 level, uh, there was a delay getting your uh, pins to you, but they are on the way now, so you have that to look forward to. Uh, But also, if you're in Australia, it costs us more than $15 to send you a pin. I'm not saying don't back us. I'm not saying don't get the pin. I'm just saying heads up. Uh, maybe maybe keep it going for two months <laughs> to help us out with that. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure a lot of people are keeping it going anyway. So there you go. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, point being, if you we'll talk about this a little bit more in the act break when we get into Patreon stuff. But if you are an international backer, Canada even or or the UK. Uh, I know we've got some people. Those are on their way now. They're probably, if you're in Canada, they're probably to you already. So uh, thanks for being patient with us. Those are already on the way. I think the other bit of Sailor Business business we have, speaking of Patreon, is that uh, I think things are finally settling down enough for us to do our uh, chibi episodes that we've been missing. Oh. Uh, I think we managed to get through all of, did we go through all of June and July without one? I don't think we did one in May either, dude. Ooh, yeah, I got married in May. Ooh, that's going to be a problem. I mean, th- I mean, that's not the problem. The problem is the episodes. The marriage is great. Did we do one in April? We, I'm pretty sure we did one in April. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the Sailor V one. I mean, look. But uh, we will be doing those soon. We were thinking about doing them tonight, but it's awfully late. But I think we're going to try and get one done this week at some point. Yeah, we did two in April. Yeah. So heads up, everybody. Thank you again for your patience with that. Uh, the other thing, it's my birthday. What? Happy birthday. Not today, as oh. we're recording this. Maybe today as you're listening to it. Uh, it's But my birthday is August 12th. Happy I birthday. am turning 35. Oh my. Yeah. Four years younger than Sailor Moon. Well, you don't have a shot with her then. That's, uh, that's, that's a weird, that's weird. Jordan, <laughs> you made it weird. Congratulations. <laughs> no, but that's, I just wanted to throw that out there so everybody would know. Yeah, happy uh, birthday. That's great. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's actually, as we're recording this next Saturday, so probably uh, three days ago as you're listening to this, I think, because I think we took a skip week somewhere in here. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all for Sailor Business Business. Anything right. on your end? Oh, no, oh. I'm sorry. It's not all for Sailor Business Business. Something very important. Yes. Jordan, you're familiar with Christian LeBlanc, longtime sport of the show. He sent of us course. some stuff before. Yeah. I got a package from him this week. Oh, uh, and it, there's a, there's a cool print in it. There's a sticker in it. And there's a little postcard that says, uh, to Chris and Jordan, uh, all the best signed, uh, Jennifer Keehee, the singing voice of Sailor Moon on the animated series and on the album. That's crazy. So I just looked her up while you were mentioning it. Yeah. I, I, obviously she sings all the songs that I cover, like the songs I love. Um, 
super weird. She was born in Ossining, New York, which is the town next to me right now where I am physically at. Super random. Uh, well, I am very excited about this. Thank you, Christian, for sending that over. That's so cool. Uh, he specified in an email that this was for both of us, oh. but uh, he was only going to send it to me because because th- there's only one of them. <laughs> so, What's the sticker in the print? Uh, the sticker is of Sailor Moon. I don't believe there was a note telling me whose art it is. Uh, and the print is uh, just like a cool, like a cool print of Sailor Moon. I would assume it's not of Sailor Moon, or what's oh. it from Sailor Moon? It's a cool print. I like it a lot. But I have a really, it's a really cool uh, Sailor Moon sticker. So thank you again to Christian for that. Wait, so but wait, I what's the print? That a birthday the print? print. I don't. It's just a. It's a cool person. It's a cool guy. It's just a cool guy. Yeah, it's just a cool guy. Okay. <laughs> I'll send you a picture, and you tell it like, "Look, we're actually going to do this live on the show." Okay, let's do it. I'll send you a picture, uh-huh. and you tell me if I describe this accurately or not. Well, yes, I, okay, L- let's see it. I mean, to be fair, your most recent you added the word "guy," which helps, but originally you just kept saying it's just a really cool print. Which it is a cool print. <laughs> yes, and that's a great thing to say to the person who gave it to you, but when you're trying to describe it to someone, it's not that great of a description. It's I, it's not my fault this is an audio medium. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, this is a cool, uh, I think, a guy. Uh, it could be a lady. It's sort of hard to tell. It could be a cool lady. It's a cool anime. It's a yeah, cool, cool, a cool, cool anime, anime character. This whole discussion needs to get cut out. Why? Because it's terrible. This is audio poison, Jordan. Our listeners want to hear uh, six-hour versions of our recordings. Oh, uh, then, like, look, we should make them available, but you don't. I guarantee you. <laughs> Ask Jake. This is where Jake pipes in and goes, he's, he's right, folks. He ain't lying. You really don't. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for sending those to us, uh, or to Chris, but to me in spirit that is so cool i wonder if uh, if jennifer is going to listen to our podcast now probably not but it would be probably cool if not. she did it'd be cool we could talk about uh we could talk about roundhouse the the nickelodeon sketch comedy show that i liked quite a bit when i was like 10 if you if you're listening to this jennifer email us at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to have you on the show and now i think it's finally time that we get into the episode As I mentioned back at the top of the show, we are watching episode 119 of Sailor Moon S, The Messiah of Silence Awakens, question mark, Stars of Destiny. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. Did our friends at Cloverway Productions see fit to give this episode a different English title? They sure did. I, I got to guess. I'm going to right, right off the bat. I got to guess. You're definitely wrong. That rude. Well, I, I'm just telling it like it is. Okay, so so it, here was my guest. Star-crossed <laughs> Sailor Scout. My guess was star-crossed, like, question mark. So <sighs> Those are both good ideas that they didn't use. Well, that's weird, because they are, like, right there. Right, right. That would make so much sense. But what if you were going to name them after an astronomical phenomenon that doesn't appear in the episode total eclipse oh my god you picked the right one it's goodness eclipsed well 
it really should have been Total Eclipse of the Heart. Well, but. they're not going to steal the title, are they? I mean, is that stealing, Jordan? But, the, you know, I don't know how many, like, you know, seven-year-olds know Total Eclipse of a Heart. Yeah, yeah, very few. Very few. I don't know. <laughs> They've done worse titles. And I, I though I do appreciate that you're like, yeah, these people would have too much respect for the great Bonnie Tyler to <laughs> pillage her, uh, her catalog like this. Well, you never know. So this episode is interesting. I'm looking forward to discussing it. Really? I really like this episode. So <laughs> I like this episode, too. I thought it was a hoot. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. It's good. It's, but it's also interesting. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. It is both good <laughs> and interesting. <laughs> so this episode begins, first of all, with... Another incredibly inappropriate use of the preview music. Yeah. <laughs> the silliest preview music, as always, but they're talking about, by the way, the apocalypse is going to happen. Yeah, you know, just just giving everybody a heads up that that's what's up. <laughs> the nice joke that they put in there is that she's excited that the apocalypse means no more school. <laughs> yes. Very good joke. <laughs> So how do we open, Jordan? Take take it take us in. Guide guide us through this apocalypse. This this apocalyptic affair. Okay. Uh it begins in one of Ray's visions. We've seen we've seen them before. <clears throat> Everything is red, so you know it's it's one of these like premonitions. And she's running and she sees all the sailor scouts like frozen and the world is being destroyed and she sees in like crazy black energy and up atop the the a hill or a, a rock formation <laughs> is this woman whose hair changes length <laughs> depending on the shot <laughs> who says uh, who she asks if she's the messiah and this woman has it's it, she has this big stick with a blade on it and then they flash a picture of the death tarot card which has a, a scythe which kind of made me realize it's like a weird reverse scythe it's it's not it's l'amour. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a French uh, a French tarot card. It is. There you go. I thought that was actually kind of interesting. Well, they they were getting ready for PGSM. Yeah, I don't know if if Ray is like secretly reading tarot cards, um, being a Shinto priestess or not. But I don't know, or that's just the Messiah just like transmitted to her these cards or something. <laughs> I, I i will say about the tarot cards the imagery in this whole season is so all over the map oh yeah with with holy grails and the, the imperial treasures of japan and and now tarot cards also messiah stuff A cathedral cathedrals it's like it's like every religion is involved it's pretty, I mean, it's kind of great. Like, I kind of love it, but it is super wild. It's the apocalypse. You gotta, you know, throw in all the stops. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. And I kind of love it because it is like, yeah, like it's everything. It's everybody's apocalypse all happening at the same time. Well, there's not enough uh, Thor in this. There's not enough, there's never enough Thor. <laughs> Did you read that comic where Thor fought that guy and the guy was like, hey, not enough Thors? And then he, like, was fighting three Thors at once, the past, present, and future Thors. Oh, yeah, that was great. Because that was dope. That was awesome. That was great. So, but do you see what I'm saying about a reverse scythe? Because, like, a scythe is a stick with a, bl with a 
blade comes like down and angled and hers is the opposite it's a stick and then the blade goes like up angled well it is a i i believe the name of this kind of weapon is a glaive oh okay it is a a polearm it would also be kind of like a uh the japanese weapon the naginata oh uh which is the the kind of long it's like a cavalry sword essentially like it's it's meant to be used from horseback but yeah you would never look at it and go oh like a scythe because it's not one <laughs> well that's what she thinks and then this uh this evil lady jumps off of the rock formation and kills ray violently and bloodily with the scythe or with the glaive i should say the cheapest possible you know end of season we're running out of money <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, i mean but also because it's super violent so they do cut away and you just get like a uh, a splash of blood. Uh, so meanwhile, back in the real world, uh, the girls are back to studying for the incredibly boring season-long plot of high school entrance exams, which always seems to be happening and never seems to get anywhere. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not in high school yet, so yeah. And isn't it that Ray, because Ray doesn't have to uh, sit the entrance entrance exams she's like you know offering them her place to study as like a like oh sucks to be you you know but i'm gonna do this like nice thing kind of oh her school goes straight through yeah she 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 already took her exams like in year five. Oh, jordan have you forgotten that she goes to the prestigious ta academy TA academy it's only mentioned i didn't forget that but i didn't remember that it goes straight through to high school i feel like we've had this discussion before yeah wow. oh I'm sure there was an episode where Yusagi is complaining about this to Ray. <laughs> what a jerk Ray is. That's not like, you're not a jerk because you have already taken your high school entrance exams. Well, I guess, I don't know. Then why does she have them over? Like, just so well, she can watch them study? She, do? she doesn't have any other friends. So, you know. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. And that's where they hang out because. You're taking pity on <laughs> Nobody wants to go to Makoto's depressing orphan apartment. Uh, Ami's mother won't let the cats over because she's allergic. Mina? We don't want to encounter Venus's mom, for sure. (laughs) What's wrong with the Usagi household? The the Usagi hold. (laughs) Yes, that's... That's what she's calling it now. No, the, I have the, been watching. Uh, I, I have literally watched about fourteen hours of Game of Thrones this weekend, <laughs> and I would be way more invested in that show if there was a Usagi hold. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the bannermen of the Sinchi? Oh, now I want to know what 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 house each of them belong to. Nope, that's a crossover question. We're not doing it. Let's move on. <laughs> Somebody write it and ask it. We'll ask it uh, during Twitter. Nope. Questions. So yeah, everybody's over at Ray studying when Chibiusa shows up, and uh, Chibiusa is like just straight up putting the touch on Usagi for money. She calls her big sister Usagi, which it's like, what? but you're not. She's not. She's your mom. Yeah, but they're effectively sisters. Yeah, I guess so. The whole setup for this. It is very appropriately lunacy. (laughs) Uh, This is the idea. There is a grand opening of a planetarium. And Mm -hmm. as all grand openings for planetariums, uh, this one is going to be emceed by the hot young DJ. (laughs) I just think every DJ, you know, you've got to pay your bills somehow. What I don't buy is that teenage girls are going to be like, oh, we're going to totally follow this hot young DJ to a planetarium, which is the most exciting place in the entire universe. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot because there's a lot to unpack about this, to be honest with you, because first of all, the idea of a hot young DJ is not <laughs> real life. <laughs> if that's you're no, no that's the part that I think is very believable. No, well, he seems to be a radio DJ. So when would anyone see him? They would just right. hear his, you know. <laughs> well, this is like, this is a thing that comes up so much on, on anime and uh, in tokusatsu shows that like being a DJ is like a big deal. Like, I mean, we've, we've talked about Midnight Zero. <laughs> like Midnight Zero was like a phenomenon that everybody in the city listened to. So I but, totally buy but in real the life, DJ being a cool celebrity. There, but again, we're living in a television world. In real life, if you're a good looking guy with a good voice, you're on TV doing Midnight Zero. In real life, Midnight Zero is going to be some like schlubby looking guy who just has a real nice smooth voice. Okay, first of all, you and I are basically DJs, and I'm feeling very attacked right now. Yeah, we're both pretty schlubby looking, Chris. I'm sorry. Uh, excuse you, buddy. I work out. Are you a hot young DJ? I Well, I'm 35, so no. <laughs> like, and the other thing is, I'm, that's what I'm, the other thing I'm imagining is that you're going to go, we're opening a planetarium here. Let's get like some drive time dj to come on and be like uh, over there you got the i can't even do a drive time dj voice it's terrible hey what's up everybody this is chris and jord oh geez. on wsbz and uh we've got a cool new planetarium opening up uh check out the moon <laughs> is that a good is that a good drive time dj voice nice nice and are they going to bring their soundboard to the planetarium and do like fart sounds and stuff? It's going to be great. Oh, see this. If people would have sent me the Jordan soundboard, this would be the perfect <laughs> time to debut it. But no, all of you are slackers. <laughs> None of you deserve me. Uh, so that's all right. This is where this is my heel turn. <laughs> so, oh, this is it. So yeah. <laughs> it's first, the first time I've ever been rude. <laughs> so, yeah. So Chibi and an eight-year-old, a ten-year-old girl, mm. a nine-hundred-year-old girl, whatever, is uh. excited about this planetarium <laughs> with a DJ. Um, unless he's he's not the other kind of DJ. They don't mean like 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 this is Daft Punk. No, he's not. He's not on the ones <laughs> and twos. Okay, just he literally sure. just like speaks for thirty seconds in between songs. Like. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, can we talk about this DJ for a minute? Can we talk about DJ Thomas Harris? <laughs> Wait, his last name is Harris? His last name is Harris. Okay. Uh, okay. Is this on purpose? Is this a reference? A reference to what? To what? Thomas Harris. Uh, am I wrong? Thomas Harris is the writer of the Hannibal books, right? Oh. I don't know. I don't think that's true. Um, yeah, it's true. Is it's it? true. Yes. The writer of Red Dragon, The Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, and Hannibal Rising, Thomas Harris. Wow. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> was it? I mean, like, uh, Silence of the Lambs would have been out by this point, right? Like, that's an early 90s movie, and this is 94, 95? Early 90s. I guarantee it's just because they picked the most widest names that they could. It's like, we need a foreign person, you know? So they're just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, Silence of the Lambs, the book came out in 88, the movie came out in 91. So it definitely was pretty famous. I, I like to imagine that that is just his DJ name. <laughs> like, so, your DJ name is Jord. Oh, 
God, it isn't, but all right. It is. It absolutely is. Yeah, maybe he's an aspiring novelist who's paying his bills while DJing planetariums. Maybe he eats people. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this guy's name is, like, are we are we supposing that he's actually, well, he's got, like, well, I was going to say he's got bright red hair, so he's not Japanese, but I guess that's not true. He's, Amy has he's, he's definitely white. Okay. Like, or, so like, he's, foreign. He, and he speaks with, like, a, yeah. He does speak English at one point. So his name is John Smith, and he's like, I love that Silence of the Lambs. I'm going to call myself DJ Thomas Harris. He wears gold <laughs> chains, you know, like questionable life decisions have already been made. Yeah, he's got a high top fade with a Superman curl, tiny little, like, grandma pince-nez glasses, earrings, and gold chains. And he's a he's that handsome young DJ Thomas Harris, <laughs> and he's also narrating the big planetarium opening. This we get back to my original point, which is that this entire setup is completely bonkers. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So Chibi's like, let's all go. Let's all all of us go. And by the way, I can bring Hotaru. Yeah, we're all gonna go. You guys. My friend, uh, and Big Sis Usagi, I need you to pay for it all. And uh, Usagi, like, in a a moment of pure greatness, Usagi's <laughs> response is, I haven't given birth to you yet. <laughs> Which is a crazy but very accurate thing to say to someone. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Totally true. <laughs> yeah, because that, yeah, that's when they switch from calling her sister to calling her mother when she needs the actual money. And I love that Mina Mina just throws her under that bus, too. Mina's like, oh, that sounds like the kind of thing a mom should take care of. Our Brutal. money would be no good. Yeah. <laughs> she's asking you, Saggy, but she's low-key asking everyone else. She's like, my dear, right. my poor, poor friend who you need to help me because look at her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thinking about Hotaru is makes Ray go... I remember that girl whose hair was longer than Hutaru's, but... And then it changed to be like Hutaru's. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, good times. <laughs> Cut across town to X-Force, the Outer Senshi, <laughs> who are having one of their jam sessions where they talk about uh, what's going down. A good old-fashioned X-Force jam session. <laughs> and it can only be held at night because, of course, they're dark, troubled people. Yep. At night, on the rooftop, they're going, hey, the Messiah of Silence is going to awake. It's going to be terrible. By the way, also, Hotaru has weird powers. What's the connection? Don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Seems perfectly legit to me. I think Hotaru, uh, Professor Tomo's daughter, might be a death buster. Hmm. Oh, well, that's one theory. We should figure it out. Yeah. So they also start talking about the, the glaive. Uh, but they don't call it a glaive. They call it uh, what do they what do they call it? Because uh, Michiru is talking about it, and Satsuna says it's the scythe of silence. Despite the fact that again, it is not a scythe. <laughs> it is it is definitely something different. Uh, and then they're uh, also like, oh, also she's probably Sailor Saturn because Saturn is the planet of destruction, well, which on. is a lot of new information. <laughs> they call it the scythe of silence and the silence clave. Do they call it the silence clave? They call it, they literally yeah. call it both back to back. They go, that could be the scythe of silence, the silence clave. Well, scythe of silence has you know, alliteration, but 
like material literally describes it as a long weapon of some sort and then the other two are like oh this you know very vague piece of information must mean um she's like this completely new thing we haven't heard of yet it very much sounds like uh satsuna was like yeah it's the scythe of silence <laughs> and then haruka was like oh yeah the silence glaive and then Mitri yeah. was like "Ooh, we should probably call it the silence glaive instead sorry <laughs> sorry satsuna I'm assuming it's called this because it cuts the silence. Do you mean do you mean like farts, Jordan? Is that what you're getting at here? What? Wait, who? What? Who? Do you do you mean like farts, Jordan? Is that like what you're, you farts? Mean like fart no, joke? is that that was not a fart doing? joke. You don't cut silence. You cut the like cheese. Cuts the, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know where you're noise. coming from, Jordan. I'm just know. trying to I'm just trying to get into your world. That's all. It's a blade that cuts through the silence and makes a noise by cutting it. It doesn't make any sense. Like a fart noise, I guess. I don't know. I guess that's the only place yeah, to like, go with that. You, you said it, Jordan. It doesn't I, make any sense. Yeah, you you win. You win. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Some somebody had to break it to you. But th- then they yeah, then they get into a whole argument about maybe she is Saturn and we better find her first before she awakes if that's the case. I always love it when this show, because this is something this show does literally all the time. They just make a statement like, oh, yeah, Saturn, the planet of destruction. And it's like, we're, it's like, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we, we all know that, right? Like, we, no one else was asleep. Like, no one was sick that day in third grade when they told <laughs> you that Saturn was the planet of destruction. Cool. We're all on the same page. Great. Is this a it's, Japanese it, thing? <laughs> I don't think so. Emily, any ideas? I really not. Hmm. Unless I was also asleep. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of a double up with Pluto because, you know, destruction, death. Yeah, underworld. Oh, well, they gave her time. That's fine. They uh, have their dramatic park meeting. Like, they're like, <laughs> hey, we can only meet in places where the light is super dramatic. And the wind is blowing through the trees. <laughs> Speaking of dramatic lighting and creepy environments, <laughs> we cut to the creepy doll room where <laughs> the Messiah of Silence has decided that she hasn't quite been creepy enough yet. So she's just going to tear a teddy bear in half <laughs> for no reason. It's so weird that she does that. I kind of assumed the first time I was watching it, it's like, oh, she's stuck in this chair because, you know, she's like so weak because she doesn't have her pure hearts yet. And like, no. (laughs) Well, she does never get pure hearts. Again, unless there are in between, they attack people that don't get saved who die of lack of hearts. She literally has never gotten a pure heart ever. Well, that's why she's like stuck tearing charity bears apart. (laughs) That takes more strength than you think, too. Have you tried it? It's like it's it's really tough to to tear a a thing in half that's like stitched together, especially if you're like a fragile girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, that's Hotaru. Oh, spoilers! <laughs> spoilers, Emily. Oh no! <laughs> so cleverly disguised. So we cut down to the lab. The Messiah Silence is like, hey, do, go do, do better, idiot. <laughs> And then Tomoe's like, sure, you got it. Uh, let me just call up number one, number one uh, assistant, Mehmet. Uh, Mehmet, who's so good at helping out. She's uh, a big Thomas Harris fan. She is a big Thomas Harris fan. And it turns out, like, like here's the thing. Thomas Harris is on TV. Oh, yeah. So they call him a DJ, but he's like a VJ. Well, he could have like um, ads and stuff like that. I, I guess that's true, but he's like he's doing a show called Countdowns. He's like the, he's like doing TRL. 
basically, I think. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is Carson Daly? Uh, yeah, but, like, popular? Oh, wow. Harsh. I'm sorry, that was very harsh on Carson Daly. Hey, Chris, what song is he introducing? Uh, what song is he introducing? Because we, we hear him speak English. Yeah. Very well. He's introducing a song called Let's Get It On. That's right. It's Let's Get It On. <laughs> I, I, uh, but I have a feeling it is not that Let's Get It On. Well, it was number 30 last week. Now it's number 10. <laughs> so it could, like, maybe it was just at the top of the charts and started sliding down and then made a real good comeback in 95. <laughs> it's a good song. Of course it is. You know what? It's the uh, it's the it's the Jack Black cover version from uh, High Fidelity. Yeah, okay, that's why it's that's on the charts again. Even less likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. So anyway, uh, Tomoe calls her up and goes, "What do you got? You got a new target?" She's like, "I do." Thomas Harris, not the author, <laughs> the DJ, <laughs> and he's like. Great. That's a wonderful, awesome idea. She's like, I'll get right on it. He goes, no, do not get right on it. Put yourself in a holding pattern. Do not do anything. I'll call you later. Bye. Or is that the next episode? No, no, no. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. And then he has his like creepy uh, galaxy in a, you know, globe. Well, it's it's a little planetarium. Wait, right? no, like, no. Star projector. No, wait, I'm wrong. He doesn't tell her not to do it. He tells her to do okay. it. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's like, you're, you're my last hope, um, except Tallulah is like, you know, standing four feet No, away. that's next episode. That's what I got confused. I just... Sure. Oh, my... Really? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got confused, too. So you're in good company. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's a memorable thing, and we'll get there, jo- but that's next wait, time. Wait, Jordan, did you just say she was in good company? Yeah, me. Oh, you can't hear it, but I'm playing Bad Company right oh. now on the soundboard. God damn it. I, I knew it as soon as... Okay. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, so yeah, he's got his little planetarium in the like little star projector, right? Well, that's what you think for now. Well, it's I think that's what it's supposed to be based on the diamond that we get. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. We'll get there. We we'll get there. Later. Yeah, you're going to okay, see so- what this is later. So this is that thing. Yeah, this is that yeah. thing. Okay, teaser for next episode. You'll find out what this weird <laughs> bullshit is all about. <laughs> so yeah, he's got a dome with stars in it. And you're like, what? Yeah, what, is he, what does he make the diamond out of? What does the diamond turn no, into when like it gets a, vaporized? a cheap plastic thing is what I thought of. Yeah, I don't remember. We'll have to see when it turns back. I, but I forget. It, looks, it looked different. I, well, this one has a lot of like wires going in and out of it and like smoke and like ominousness. And the other one was just kind of... Uh, plane i guess okay. <laughs> all right so uh from there mimet's in motion so we cut to the planetarium where everybody has gathered or no we i guess we cut no. outside the school where they're like yeah. hey hataru hang out with us and usagi's like yeah just no 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 you, you you what happens is chibi comes up to hotaru and says hotaru there's a planetarium opening uh, an awesome dj who named himself after an author is going to be there let's go hotaru goes Oh, I can't. I have to go home. I'm a child. Also, <laughs> yeah, I'm a sick child. <laughs> I'm a sick child with yeah. a deadly disease. I have to go to my... F- I, c- I can ask if I can come, but I have to go home first. And Chibi goes, no, we'll be late. You, you can't. There's no time. And then 
the five Sailor Scouts peer pressure her into ditching her father. Including Chibi's mom. Yes. Go, nah, just don't go home. You're fine. Even Amy. This is probably one of the, I don't know, best uses of, like, a kind of use of, like, Mina getting, you know, um, sayings wrong and stuff like that. Because she just completely, it's not a saying, but she completely perverts, like, the proverbial uh, wisdom to her own goals here. Oh, she says, if you can't go out on your own without a parent, you'll never grow up? Yeah. What is that supposed to be? <laughs> no, it's it's not a phrase. I don't know. It's just like her like perverting that classic thing of like, oh, you have to like take risks. It's yeah, definitely it's a weird, weird sentiment. Yeah, it's totally crazy. It's all of these children being like, hey, don't, don't go home and talk to your parents and ask permission to go places with, with people. Just go hang out. Sick, dying child. <laughs> but all the other kids ran past her, so she's all sad now, so she has to go with them. My favorite thing about this is that the exciting child who runs past uh, Hotaru is like says, hey, let's do today's homework. <laughs> so like there are all these like terrible, responsible children and then our cool heroes who don't care about the rules. Well, as we'll learn in the next episode, um, it is yeah. a school for geniuses. So <laughs> yeah, that is, that's true. Is it a brain school? <laughs> Some kind of brain school reject. <laughs> So so now we cut to the, uh, I almost said aquarium, planetarium, I mean, where DJ Thomas Harris is telling them the story of <laughs> a woman being chained in the sky, uh, how uh, Queen Andromeda is uh, born of vain and willful parents and is chained at her arms and legs, unable to move, and offered as a sacrifice. Not so subtle there, but... <laughs> Yeah, he's giving him like the, uh, the like the mythological origins of constellations. It's like it, which again, I wish it was established even a little bit that like DJ Thomas Harris is like a nerd, you know, is like into stars. Cause yeah, no, he's certainly like that's certainly what he's kind of doing here. No, he, Chris, he didn't write this script. He just he's, he's here just cashing like, a paycheck. Exactly. Yeah. This is the same script they're going to read when it's Joe Schmo, the the astronomy guy next uh, next week. But I want to know about this like glass hut that he's in. Yes. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what is the purpose of it? I don't know. There's no reason. He should just be exposed to the elements. Is this like are people afraid they're going to assassinate him? What is going on? Uh, yeah, is he so popular people are going to throw things? Yeah, right? I yeah, mean, did you guys did you guys miss the part where he was the pope? Oh, <laughs> DJ Pope Thomas Harris? Yeah. Oh, you know that show The Young Pope that's based on this episode? Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Wonderful. Well, he assures the girls that that, that is not the only story about sad young girls in the stars. Um, cuz there's many of them. And he starts to tell them. Meanwhile, Mimet is in the crowd swooning over him. And X-Force has just shown up, and they say, she's here. I guess they mean Mimet? Yeah. I read it as Hotaru, but it could be either. I think they mean Mimet, but I could be... You're right. They could mean Hotaru. No, you might You might be right. Because then they say, but why are you Sagi and the others with that girl? So it's still sort of unclear which whether that girl is the one they were talking about in the first place. I guess it probably is. But why would they know that Hotaru would be here... When the only reason Hotaru is here is, uh, it's the it's the 
there's no way that Usagi can keep a secret. She's probably blabbed about it to, you know, wants to be. They're all on the group text. (laughs) (laughs) She just invites everybody. Guys, we're going to see this planetarium if you guys want to come. Oh no, I, to- I totally imagine, you know, them like Chibi just like running. <laughs> no, she's probably already hit up Mature and uh, Haruka first um, for the mission tickets, and she's like, well, ah. that failed. Wait a minute. Why doesn't she ask her rich father who buys her everything? <laughs> I mean, that's an excellent point, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he's, he's, he's too busy riding his motorcycle around town, apparently. All right. yeah, he sucks, dude. No, Thank he you doesn't for finally suck. coming around on it. Riding a motorcycle is cool. He's a deadbeat. <laughs> he's he's giving uh, uh, young girls rides to diners where they work. Mm, not making it sound great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's continue. So so they're they're spying on Hotaru then. And this is going to be their chance to find out who she really is. Again, I don't know why, but all right. Meanwhile, Thomas Harris is talking about giant scorpions in the sky, and Mimet is just loving this. And that is our act break. Super. Sailor Business is, as you may already know by now, a Patreon-supported podcast. Uh, If you would like to join our listeners in helping us continue doing the show and doing new stuff and bringing you stuff like cool pins and extra content and uh, chibisodes and Xena Warrior Business and all the good stuff that we do over here, then you can go to patreon.com slash sailor business uh so yeah if you want to help out uh you can go to patreon.com slash sailor business you can uh, pitch in as little as a dollar every month uh at higher levels you can get uh access to bonus content that we do like additional stuff you can get pins at the $15 level uh and we even send them internationally and if you uh, are international maybe let us know give us a heads up on that one uh so that we know what to do when it comes time to send out the pins uh we only have one new patron to thank this week, Oh, uh, Jordan, and that is Midori Iwata. Thank you very much, Midori. Uh, SailorBusiness.Patreon.com. We were, we were above our next milestone goal for like five minutes. Yes, which means I did, I did actually record and put up a new song. I, I recorded the Outer Senshi Transformation song. And uh, so it's up there on the Sailor Business uh, song box if you want to download it for free or if you want to not pay, if you would not want it for free and you want to give me money, I'm happy to have that happen. Uh, also, so far, the only person who mentioned this to me is Jake, uh, but I also threw in the Angel uh, theme song <laughs> for a minute because they remind me of each other. So it's a uh, medley kind of. Like Angel, the television show? Yeah, yeah. They sound similar. Let's see. Do we have any other uh, uh, Patreon business to talk about? I don't think so. Um, we're like 40 bucks away from getting back to that level. If you want to hear Allison do some music about Xena Warrior Princess uh, and Jordan record some more songs. Uh, and Jordan, I got to say, like, in all honesty, I love that you were like, you were ready to go as soon as we broke that goal. Like, you were on it. Yeah. Like before I could even put up that it was that it was up, we were back below the level. So I I, at at first I thought people just hated my cover so much. They were like, cancel. 
Uh, I don't think that's what it is, but who can say for sure? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, people going, I just, I just got to keep us below a thousand. I got to keep us below. I don't want any more songs. Uh, but that also means that we're only about uh, 300 bucks right now away from uh, Matoki's Game Corner, which is where I'll be playing the uh, Sailor Moon and Xena uh, video games and streaming those, which should be really fun. And uh, about 450, I think, away from the RPG level, where James D'Amato of the One Shot Podcast is going to run Allison and I through the uh, the Xena Warrior Princess and Hercules role-playing game with uh, Allison as Xena and me as Gabrielle. And if you want a sample of what that might be like, uh, there's a Sailor Business-themed episode of One Shot that you can find at uh, oneshotpodcast.com. That was so much fun. Just search for Sailor Moon. I play uh, Makoto. It's awesome. Jordan plays Usagi. Yay. Uh, Jordan, do you want to do, do a Twitter question before we get back into it? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some because I wasn't prepared. I didn't think we would need them. Scrolling. We'll do, we'll do one. Okay. Uh, our good friend Shannon Maynard asks, If Sailor Moon were turned into a sexy CW teen drama slash murder mystery called Juban, who would be the weirdo we never see without his hat? <laughs> Or without their hat. Oh, this is so good. <laughs> it's a very Mamoru. good question. It's what? It has to be Mamoru. Like, he is the terrible <laughs> fashion choices. He wears yeah. his top hat all the time? Yeah. He'd be like, have you ever seen me not wearing this uh, shirt with the, that looks like a chicken? That's weird, right? I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in, Usagi. Because I'm 42 and my girlfriend's 14. No, no, like, no. I'm so cool. I'm just going to wear this shifty thing and I'm going to look shifty because I'm a cool person. <laughs> Maybe, no, I think Memory would be the one who gets murdered. No. Yeah, actually. <laughs> it would be Molly. No, it wouldn't no. be Molly. Or Mrs. Molly H. Molly has some skills. Like Molly wouldn't know to run away. Um, Memoria would just like stand there and like give them a lesson and then get murdered. Oh man, if if Sailor Moon was a was a CW teen drama slash murder mystery, that means we get hot Melvin. <laughs> See, no, that's why it has to be Molly, because Molly is the character who is immediately replaced by the show. She's Sailor oh. Moon's best friend, but Sailor Moon now has five new best friends and never needs to see her again. So you kill her in the first episode and no one misses her, except for Yusagi. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. I would miss her. Yeah? When was the last time we saw her? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a bit. I mean, Yusagi has more disposable friends, so it could just be, you know, like all of her friend circle could get murdered except for her. It could be Lisa Brownridge. Oh, get out of here. Rika Kelton. No, it's Molly, It'll and it'll be like Veronica Mars, where her former best friend died. At any rate, I, I, I think this would work. You can't kill Mamoru, because you, I think... You could easily kill Mamoru. Just no, heads up. You could very easily kill Mamoru. He's very important to the show. But, that being said, <laughs> emo CW Mamoru is great. Like, he would be better than regular Mamoru. Better is an interesting word to use. <laughs> I do think Luke Perry would be a very good memory. Ah, when he was a teenager. No, I mean like today. Yeah, I know what you meant. Like Archie's dad. Yeah, Luke no, Perry. I got the. How about Skeet Ulrich instead? No, he's not handsome enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, that's nice of you. At least you're calling mm-hmm. him handsome. 
Well, yeah, that's his defining trait. <sighs> I'm All not right. wrong. Well, he's also very good at throwing roses. <laughs> that's his other. Well, I guess that's trait. true. Okay, so so horticulture and handsomeness—the two H's <laughs> of one Darian Shields member Uchiba. <laughs> <laughs> all right are we, are we just gonna do that one question yeah let's just do that one it's time to get back to the episode okay s4 scythe i mean glaive <laughs> silence silence as well yes s for silence we're back and uh things are about to get very good. So the girls notice Ekforce yeah. has shown up. And so they basically like go up to Satsuna and be like, hey, we wait, know wait, you're not wait, here wait. to hang out with us. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that part, you have to acknowledge yes. the fact that five girls get up in the middle <laughs> of the show and usher themselves out of the planetarium. They're probably like the tenth to leave. I can't imagine it's that fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody's like, oh, that cool DJ is just going to sit there in his plastic box. <laughs> but do, do you guys think that um, they deliberately, like, just tried to distract them? Or it was like, Sasuna was, like, actually, like, oh, I'm just going to talk to you at, at this opportune moment because I'm a nice person. Well, she didn't do anything. Like, she didn't, like, go, <laughs> oh, hi. Like, it was, it was just like she was just standing there and Yusagi happened to look over. I don't know. To me, it looked like she gave them a bit of like a nod, like "come over here." Oh, she definitely thing. gave them a nod once she once they saw her. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't sure if. I mean, I don't know. I guess they could be using like psychic scout powers <laughs> to be like, "Look at me! Look 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 at me!" I mean, it would not be the first or last time that they just develop new superpowers <laughs> and act like they have told us about them before. So they're like, "Hey, Satuna, we know you're not here to hang out. So, uh, what's up?" And Satsuna's like, uh, we figured maybe, she literally says, we figured it was time to tell you the truth. Mm. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, that's a good policy to have, I think. But also, these are literally, from their perspective, they're all mature, you know, 17-year-olds. They don't want these 14-year-olds messing up their, you know, stuff. Like, they don't know what to do, so I don't know. I mean, look. On the one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, at least Setsuna is aware that one of them is the god queen of the universe. So. Well, the future yeah. god queen. And I think I think she's uh, acting out of turn as well. I think she's just saying, I have decided to tell you the truth. There's, I don't mm. think Uranus is down with this. Probably not. I don't know. M- my reading, it could be completely off, is that uh, Mature told Setsuna to be like, you know, distract them. Because otherwise they'll interfere. Or like, we, we just want to watch Hotaru, you know. Maybe. So Satsuna makes them look at her ball. No. Context, Chris. No, that's not even like dirty. That's just exactly what happens. She she whips out her ball. She's like, Ray, are you having visions? And Ray's and everybody's like, what? And Ray's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, I'm a quarter monster. It's continuity. (laughs) Yep. Um, Oh, also, this is important. This is very important, Chris. This is very, very, very important. Okay. Because here's the thing they don't say, but they show us. While she's talking about having visions, and before Setsuna has them all look at her magic ball so they can all share in the vision, we get we cut to an overlay of a view of the solar system. 
And again, without comment, we see the sun explode. Yes. <laughs> they don't mention it, but the sun just fucking blows up in the middle of the solar system. That is apparently mm-hmm. what is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, it's it's an apocalypse. You know, what do you want? <laughs> Like, like that's really a big one. Like, I, I mean, mean, again, it's an apocalypse, so yeah, it's gonna be a big one. I don't know. There are different scales of apocalypse. You know, it could just be everybody on Earth dies. No, this is gonna be the solar system is effed. But is there really anyone else in the solar system except for Earth? Well, I don't know because well, apparently Venus has there a are castle on Venus. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. True. Exactly. Venus's prime real estate is gonna be dead. There are castles all over this place, apparently. <laughs> And who knows, there could be asteroids with plant life just floating around, waiting to touch down. Yeah, which would probably survive if it's just Earth. Yeah, everybody sees Ray's visions. So everybody's like, the apocalypse? Oh no, that's a bad thing. And from there, while while they're having this conversation, Mehmet has been busy uh, setting off some smoke (laughs) machines, preparing for her grand entrance. So Mimet rolls up, opens up the suitcase, and out comes Sexy the Concept of Stars. <laughs> I love her. It's okay. I, I, I disagree in your uh uh in your labeling of her, only in that what she is is a a star themed uh uh burlesque dancer. Like yeah. No no no, like, she's She's also like really full of herself, like later. So I feel like that's partly. Is she? Well, she she talks back to Mehmet. In what capacity? As by diamond standards, that's like full of yourself. Or oh, that was my reading. So, oh, okay, that's an interesting uh, way to look at it. Yeah, sure. You, I think you are correct, Jordan. In that she like, I know we have a a couple of burlesque dancers who listen to the show. We've had a couple as guests before as well. Mm-hmm. This is a costume you could do. This is an act. Absolutely. She's literally wearing pasties. Yes. It's, I love her. She's great. So she's, okay, so here's her outfit. Two red star-shaped pasties, a hat that has like a, let's see, like a metal or like a golden metal hat with a black star on the front and and two like big red Bird feathers coming off of it. Images, kind of. Yeah. Uh, a giant golden star, I guess, on her I don't. I mean, what's it fastened to? I guess to her she's underwear. She's wearing a belt. You can see. So, she's oh, so it's a belt. Like, she's wearing it as a belt. It's like a. It's kind of like a sandwich board. Like because it, it's enormous. It's the biggest belt buckle yeah. in the history of all time. It's great. Uh, and then a bunch of plumage at the back, and that's pretty much it. Like the rest of it is bare, pale white skin. Uh, now this is important to talk about because I had to do some research on this. Okay. Okay. I typed in bare skin. No, no. On how on on this episode and how this episode worked um, in America. Okay. So here's the deal. Originally, with the first time that they showed Sailor Moon on Cartoon Network, they just skipped this episode because of her boobs. But, oh, okay. Well, this is kind of an important one. Yep, and they just skipped it. Haven't there been 
other episodes where she's they had stars for boobs on them i mean there's been a lot of other questionable outfits <laughs> in terms of like revealing this a lot of them you could do some like quick edits because there was that one who like oh. pulled down her shirt you know and they just didn't do that part and they would oh, cut okay. or they'd cover things up a little bit this one the entire time that you see her <laughs> you're just seeing a ton of boob so the first time they showed it they they did not show it they just skipped it uh and like chris said it's a very important episode the second time they showed it, they edited the entire thing. I'm putting a link in our chat room. They gave her a green b- uh, bikini. <laughs> Do you see the, the, if you can see the picture I put up, Chris? Yeah, I can, I, I can see it. But here's the thing. When they released the home videos of it, they released it uncensored. And the same actually goes for you remember a couple episodes ago when we saw when we saw Uranus's butt? Yeah, the, I do. The same goes for I that. Did, when she was walking away and she did like the the detransformation. Yeah. She just flashed us her butt. Um in the original broadcast, they cut that bit out, but when they released it on home video, they were like, have at it. Here you go. Here's her butt. Um okay. Here is my question. I'm looking at this picture, and you can find it. Uh, the name of this monster is Uchoten, C-H-O-T-E-N. But, like, why wouldn't you just draw, like, a line, like a collar? So it's like, oh, she has white skin, but she's also wearing, like, a white leotard. Because that's, it's, like, you'd, it'd be too easy to miss. It'd be too easy to miss. But it's, like, this seems like such a... A lot of work. seems like such a great yeah. length to go to, to look terrible. Yeah. It does. But that's, that's what they did. That's how they, that's how they made it work. Yeah, and I think I typed in, in order to find this, I typed in uh, uh, Choten uh, censored, and I finally was able to find Because at first I was I couldn't find an image of it, or I was trying to see if I could find a video of it. Like, what did it look like? Well, there's a, there, if there's a comparison on Wikimoon, too. Oh, was there? I missed that. That's I mean, that's where this image is from. What, what page is it on? I don't even see it. It's on the Choten page. No, it's not. I'm looking at that page. Yes, it is. It's down on the bottom. Or no, this is this is uh, sailormoon.wikia. Oh, okay. dot com, okay. not Wikimoon. Gotcha, gotcha. I just feel like if you're the if you're the the person in charge of unsexying Sailor Moon S, you have to have given up by this point. I know it's a uphill battle. Yeah, it's like as soon as sexy race car shows up, you got to be like done. Tap. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> There's no getting around it, folks. Oh, man. So, uh, Chris, good news for you. Apparently, she shows up in another story. I'm very excited. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Uchoten is bonkers, and I love her. And she actually does something that we haven't seen in quite a while. Jordan, did you catch it? Um, shooting black star things? Yeah, she has a, she has a visible black star. Mm-hmm. And she shoots uh, an attack at him. Yeah, it. she doesn't try to swallow his uh, his heart here. Yeah. Um, I, does she eventually? Yeah, I, I think, think she tries to eventually. But... We also get an attack from Mehmet. We get the Charm Buster. Yeah. Uh, rarely seen. Very, very rare. Uh, I think only ever seen in one episode of the American version. But we get it uh, a couple times uh, here in these, spoiler warning, last couple of Mehmet episodes. <gasps> Here's one of my favorite things that happens in this episode. Uh, Mimet is shooting out, like, laser beams from a magic staff. There is a star-shaped sex monster uh, trying to murder handsome DJ Thomas Harris. Mm -hmm. 
And we cut to the stands where Hitaru is having a seizure. And Chibius is like, hey, are you okay? And Hitaru goes, it's just the usual seizure. <laughs> it's like, mm, really? Because nothing else is usual right now. Um, my wife, again, points out, not a seizure. Yeah, her usual overcome with illness. <laughs> I think if you're having a seizure, you can't say, oh, it's okay. It's just my seizures. Just, just the old seizures acting up. <laughs> Did the audience all run out? I guess so, because it's empty now. I think the charm buster got them out, is my thinking. Because they are gone. I mean, if like a very sexy starbird showed up, I would definitely be out of there. <laughs> I don't know. I would feel like this planetarium knows exactly what it's got to do to get people interested. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Jesus. The attack is so great because it's literally shooting like stars, you know, that just like slam through like everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, once someone is literally shooting stars at me, I'm out. <laughs> they also leave perfectly star shaped holes in the yes, walls, which I think it's is the best. It's always very delightful. <laughs> She's about to land the killing blow, presumably. I don't know if that's true or not. When all of a sudden. You can't hear it, but I just dropped it. <laughs> okay. Memoru shows up and throws a rose right into her black star, completely stopping hey, her ability. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Show some respect when he's in costume. Oh, sorry. He's tuxedo sorry. mask. Tuxedo mask. I apologize. Tuxedo common shows up and he completely stops her ability to fire black stars. So she is done attacking for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yep. Horticulture saves the day once again. Except that, unfortunately, that is incorrect, and she takes off her hat and then is able to shoot way more stars way more quickly. And I love that Mina just, like, pops her head up and then everyone else is just like, it's a, just, just, just stay down. Let's let him do his thing, you know? Because she has a planetarium projector on her head. Yes. Which is even better. Like, I love her. She's so good. It's such a terrible... It looks like a colander on her head. Um, it's such like a terrible, you know... <laughs> great. It's, it's so pretty good. ridiculous. <laughs> this is actually the least of our worries. Because uh, Hotaru is continuing to have an attack. Uh, but suddenly goes kind of blank-eyed. She gets a new background. She gets a symbol on her forehead. And it's been a while since we've seen that. <gasps> And everyone sees it. Could it be? And we get the, you know, haunting music. Is she a sailor guardian? Uh, the answer is yes. Then she looks at Uchotin and narrows her eyes and just a laser beam flies out and Uchotin is paralyzed. It's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and while all the scouts have really great powers, I don't think anyone is up to the stage of laser beaming, you know, <laughs> yet. Yeah, she, I mean, she looks like a Dragon Ball Z character at this point. Like, with, like, I don't know who directed this episode, but it definitely, like, the way Hotaru is drawn in here, she looks like a, like, suddenly super badass. Like, she looks like fucking Vegeta. It's awesome. Harume Kosaka. So this gives uh, Sailor Moon the chance to do uh, Moon Crisis makeup uh, and transform into her second stage of Super Sailor Moon. Mm -hmm. Uh and we get the bum 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 bum. That's right. It's time for Rainbow Moon Heartache. And that takes care of that. All problems are solved. Everybody goes home, gets ice cream <gasps> and pancakes. Oh, and it's, it, 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 yeah, the thing that 
I see. I see why you connected it to the the dome that uh, that we saw at the beginning. It's it's just this little star projector, like a home star projector that he put in the Easy Bake Oven, apparently. Okay, so that's it. Uh, what did we learn? Oh, in this episode? Chris, I'll tell you what we learned. We learned world shaking. Oh no. It's like the best direct cut, like, you know, just from like, everything's amazing to, I don't know. I also, this is, uh, I think the first time we've seen all three of these Mm. in sequence. And it's so fucking cool that we get world shaking, deep submerge, dead scream. It's the most badass thing in the world. I love it. I love dead scream. And I was just like, who are they attacking? Because Mehmet left. Yeah. They're attacking Hotaru. What? They are. Their their attack combines and flies at her and does is about to hit her when Chibi jumps in the way. And then Usagi runs and pushes both girls out of the way. Uh, and their giant attack just kind of like smashes through a, a railing. Yeah. Well, one thing you you didn't mention, Jordan, mm-hmm. was that Hotaru sees it coming oh, yeah. and smiles. That's yeah. true. You're right. It it's so it's like it's subtle. It happens very quickly, but it's so like oh shit, it's awesome. Just like the drama quotient just like got like ramped. It's it's really you actually feel like these are very powerful like superheroes kind of thing, you know. Quick thing I want to mention before we move on. So then we there's because we cut to a shot of the of X Force uh, looking sternly at everybody, and I just want to point out quickly, Pluto's staff has changed again. We okay. we got a very good look at the ball inside of the the key thing earlier, and now it looks totally different again. Yes, that is true. <laughs> they are not good at drawing that thing consistently. Anyway, X Force is like get out of the way. That is Sailor Saturn. If she awakens, it's the end of the world. We have to kill her. Everybody else is like, hey, could we not kill Hotaru? Is that also possible? And they're like, nope. <laughs> nope. The only option is murder right now. You guys are too soft, as we've always pointed out. And murder was going to happen eventually. We thought it was going to be with the pure heart stuff. We were wrong. But murder still has to happen. So let's do this. And uh, that becomes a moot point because all of a sudden Hotaru just vanishes. <laughs> she just yeah. blinks out of existence. Yeah, uh, she she sailor teleports on her uh, own back into her house. And then uh, Kaori shows up very inappropriately dressed. Yeah. And is like, mm, that's what you get. But she does a, a total uh, J. Walter Weatherman. And that's why we don't go to the planetarium without asking. <laughs> Meanwhile, down in the basement, Tomoe is cackling. Guess what? He knows that she's Sailor Saturn. I don't know how he saw that. He was down here in the basement. But he does. And he knows. And he's quite delighted by this. Meanwhile, hey, remember that? Starry Dome we saw earlier? Well, let's uh, let's get a closer look. Oh, there's a universe inside of it. <laughs> yep. He's got so, a like universe. Said, <laughs> things are getting way too real uh, for our favorite young ladies. Yeah, it's so great um, to have like come from like a very silly episode um you know last episode to get to this incredibly dramatic you know 
scene with like the outers, um, you know, saying we have to kill, you know, your best friend Chibi Moon. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I really love like this last half of the episode. Yeah. And, and even this episode, you know, has some crazy goofy stuff that that star monster is insane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves, though. We're getting into final thoughts territory. Okay. Uh, I think right now, it's time for us to talk about what we learned from this episode. It's time for Sailor Business Says. And Emily, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? I've learned that the hottest place for any up-and-coming star to hang out in is a planetarium. Yeah. Jordan, how about you? I learned that fucking don't listen to your parents. I don't care how many Caesars you have. Just do shit. Just go out and live your life. Uh, it's like that movie you, that just came out. You know what's out. great for seizures? Yeah. You know what's great for seizures, Jordan? What? The flashing lights of a planetarium. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This episode was like a little mini. What was the name of that movie that just came out? The, the John Green movie about the sick girl? Fallen Our Stars? No, no. The, uh, that's another John Green movie about a sick girl. I can't remember what it's called, where the girl, like, the, her parents are, like, worried she's so sick, and, like, the boy takes her out. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I saw the That's trailer. That's uh, Sailor times. Moon S. Exactly. It's this. <laughs> is what that is. Chris, what did you learn? I learned that uh, if you really want to go to the planetarium, just go ask your mom, even if she's 14 and technically hasn't given birth to you yet. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, um, like we were saying... I think this episode's great. Uh, it's super fun. The monster is completely bonkers, uh, which is all that I ever ask from Sailor Moon, right? Like, I just want a weird sex monster <laughs> to show up and cause trouble. Uh, I love that Mimet is like almost incidental to this plot, which is the sure sign that like somebody's about to get replaced by a coworker. Well, did you notice her grand exit was just like descending on this platform that was just like, I'm just going to descend on this platform and just like hide here. <laughs> um, yes. Which, which also I loved. Yeah. The, the triple team attack from X-Force was like super dope. Uh, again, the like... I cannot express how much I love the animation for Dead Scream. Like, the way it zooms out and then zooms in again real quick. Super awesome. And the animation for them phasing together, I thought, was, like, really cool. Yeah. I don't think that Sailor Moon is popular enough for someone to get away with doing a burlesque show of only <laughs> Sailor Moon as diamond monsters. But, like, what a world oh. it would be. If we could. It would be the most specific and incomprehensible <laughs> burlesque show. <laughs> but it would be great. But it would be so good for like the three people who got it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You would have to like literally play the episode behind them like on a screen. <laughs> sure. Get it. Get in touch. We'll make this happen. We won't. I will do any work to make this happen. You will attend. Uh, Emily, you're... Your thoughts on the episode? Oh, yeah. I just really, I really love this episode. I like this season because as we're coming to like the end of the season, there's actual like character development that you can actually see kind of being like done in the, the tail end of the season, which I don't know. I, yeah, really like it. Definitely strong recommend. Cool. Yeah. I agree. I think this is a really good one. Recently, uh, I've been a little uh, hard on the episodes. I haven't thought they've been that great for the last few, um, but I think this one is a, a pretty good one, uh, and I'm I'm happy to have it back. Pretty good, Guardian Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh yeah no it's it's a really fun one if you've been skipping ahead and waiting for him to get fun again this is certainly certainly it uh but i think that's gonna wrap up our episode for today uh emily before we get out of here can you tell everyone where to find you online should you wish to be found um you can't find me online at the moment so um pass on that one okay oh okay there we go. Uh, what about us, Jordan? Where can everybody find us? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. Uh, our producer, Jake Mason, he's on Twitter as well at JJ underscore Mason. He produces this podcast, but he also does a whole bunch of other ones like the Morphin Grid and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and the Cool Kids Table. And did I, I think I saw that he was doing another podcast now, right? Uh, I think he might be doing Kingdom Smarts with uh with shannon where shannon explains the complicated continuity of kingdom hearts to him it, uh, uh, that's not even the one i was talking about my goodness if that's true then he does even more than i think uh i knew about this guy this guy is a podcast uh wizard because he gets a lot of podcasts done so he's great that's very true how about you chris uh, you can find me online as uh, at the ISB on Twitter, and you can find links to everything I do at the-isb.com. Uh, podcasts I do, columns that I write, uh, things that I do online and at your local comic book store uh, with uh, stuff like uh, Deadpool Bad Blood available in hardcover still. Uh, a really fun graphic novel along with Sword Quest from Dynamite and Ash vs. Evil Dead from Dynamite as well. Uh, the number twos of those just came out. Oh. So not too late to jump on. I actually think Ashura Sorry Darkness number two, I think is really fun. Sword Quest number two, I legitimately think is one of the, the, the best ones we've ever done. Oh. So give that a read. I look forward to getting it. If, uh, if you can. Yeah. Uh, but that does it for Sailor Business episode 119. We're going to be back next week with episode 120, an invasion from another dimension, the mystery of Mujin Academy. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.